Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Kim Tolson. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the Traveling Therapist podcast, which is part of the SciCraft network of podcasts. I am so proud to be part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan at ShrinkThink. If you haven't discovered the Traveling Therapist podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore the ins and outs of running a therapy practice while you travel the world. Be sure to check us out at thetravelingtherapist.com slash podcast for all the updates and lessons I'm learning as a traveling therapist and the adventures of other traveling therapists. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. Today we are talking about something that's a little bit controversial, maybe a little bit provocative here, but there's a reason for it. And that's because Nathan has something to say. He wants to interrupt me and talk about swag. I guess it's provocative. It's controversial. Like, why are you doing this at the beginning of the episode? I'm like, it's the beginning. I'm introing the topic and you're like, talk about swag. Talk about swag. Okay. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Shrinkthing.com forward slash swag. Go get some stuff, people. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it alone. He's very excited about it. He, yes. I, I, I did some creative stuff. Did some creative stuff. So, Humor Nathan and buy some of our stuff. Also tell people about our podcast. I mean, we want we're doing this, you know, to bridge the gap between therapists and clients and also to kind of raise some mental health awareness. We want people to know and feel like it's okay and normal to talk about. Like we want to sort of destigmatize this. I think especially as guys, you know, we were just recording another episode and and we had mentioned that men don't go to therapy as much as women do. And I think that's really unfortunate. You know, we're guys here. Um, we're usually the minority in our field. There are not as many men in the therapy field as women. It's great when we can meet other guys and talk about therapy, what we're working on, all that kind of stuff, because it's super valuable. So anyway, we we want you to buy some swag because it's kind of like maybe a dude's way of being like, oh, yeah, therapy. That's cool, too. Oh, yeah. Cool hat. <laughs> right. It's a conversation starter. Today, we're talking about something controversial, and that is going to be when you and your client, or if you're the therapy, if you're the therapist, you and your client um, have like a difference of values, or if you're not sure if your therapist has the same values as you. And I specifically mean something like it doesn't have to be like religious values, although it can be that, but it can be like political values or maybe um Political values is probably the big one. And also, honestly, the religious values, the bigger one with couples uh, will typically be, are you pro-divorce or not? That whole thing. Yeah. So these are kind of some of the situations. Obviously, they're very important, you know, when you're going to therapy, because, you know, if you're going to therapy and you're trying to work on your relationship and, and this has happened, I had a client that was having some marriage issues. I was seeing her individually 
for a specific issue. I was doing some trauma work with her and she was seeing this individual therapist for like some relationship stuff. And it was clearly issues with her father that I was working on. And the therapist knew that. And the therapist was essentially telling her, well, if your husband doesn't make you happy, then go get a new one. And I was like, no, no, that's not that's not helpful. A, don't give advice. That's the client's job to know and decide for themselves what they want to do. But also, this is a terrible time to make that decision because she's right in the midst of all this like father wounding that's coming up and we're resolving it, you know. So anyway, when you have some of these different values, uh, we just want to talk about like, is that okay? How do you deal with it? And also, if you're a therapist, what's the best way, I think, or a good way to deal with that? So that's the topic for today. And as you can hear, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm aware of, I'm pretty sure of a client situation that was very similar to what you're talking about and ended up working with the couple based in that same scenario. Where that went, which is why this is controversial, is like this other individual therapist made this recommendation to which this person's now in a state of they're scared and they're just trying to trust their healthcare provider. And so they left. <laughs> they left their husband um, and they were determined. I mean, it moved right down the road. But over the course of time now, it's been a long time. They moved back in together and bought a new house and they're doing fine. So it's like, okay, that was weird. It was almost like, what the heck was that all about? But I think. As therapists, the goal is more to help the client work through their own stuff. So yes, we have bias, we have a value system or whatever, but it doesn't really matter because what you're doing is, is you're just, you're helping the person facilitate or facilitating with the person where it's going. I mean, honestly, done right. And there's clients that, that I have that know things about me, know where I said about stuff. Some of you guys are listening going, I know exactly what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and if, you, if you know Nathan, he can't keep his mouth shut. So <laughs> but on the other side, um, a lot of people don't have a clue and they automatically assume, and this is just a part of the attachment process, by the way, that I totally agree with everything they're saying. Like from a, from a standpoint of this stuff that isn't inside of the session. So for example... Politics don't matter, right? <laughs> Therapy, they don't. <laughs> right. But when somebody attaches to me and they really, they, they, they like the therapy, they oftentimes, not all the times, but they will assume I have the exact same political viewpoints as them all the way down to everything. I'm doing exactly the same thing as them because why would I not? I, it's, it's how the could per- you, how could you um, know me and like me and care about me and help me so much? And believe something I find so abhorrent. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And there are part of my heart's coming into this because, Aaron, you brought this up originally. I was like, hey, we should talk about this. And I went to there's therapists out there. If you're one, it just is this way that will say things like it absolutely matters what the value of your values of your therapist and you should go find one with the same ones as you. It's like, OK, well, I don't even know how possible that is. I think. Big picture wise, you might be able to get, for example, there's a such a thing as Christian counseling or spiritual counseling that's more broad than that, or counseling in a way where the clinician will put on their website something of that they're pro marriage, which you can think like, okay, this person's not going to jump right to divorce. But other than that, I don't know what you're going to do like with the to, to get to the beliefs. Right. And in a certain sense, I, I would say we're not knocking that you should look for somebody that's that has those same values. That's totally fine. I think I mean, personally, when I have sought therapy, I have looked for those same things as well. It's been a mixed bag. Some of the people that I've worked with 
have shared those values. And I don't think it has been good therapy. It yeah. has not been very good. And some of the people that I've gotten help from that do not share some of these core values have been extremely helpful, even though I know I know very clearly that we disagree about some very core things. I think it kind of matters what the issues you're talking about are and how those values pertain to those issues. So if you're talking about your marriage and you're working with somebody who is not pro marriage, that might be an issue. But if you're working with somebody on your anxiety, your depression, your whatever, your relationship stuff, and you're working with somebody who's got different political beliefs than you, that might not matter, honestly. Let me kind of move this forward, right? Because how do you do this? I was thinking about this, I think, a lot through the pandemic because there were a lot of different viewpoints and reactions and beliefs about all kinds of things, right? There was a whole election cycle that happened and there's going to be another one coming up here so in some ways they just like, keep coming they just they happen it's like they're cyclical like what it's yeah. almost like they're on a two or four year <laughs> right release. that's what it feels like <laughs> that's because it is <laughs> for those of you that don't know you're welcome <laughs> um but so when these things are happening it's interesting because i'm sitting across from people they're telling me all kinds of things like you know, they're starting the conversation of like, you know, oh, this this group of people that I disagree with or that have a different belief than me, blah, 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 blah. And initially I'm like, whoa, like either I'm in that group or like I believe some of those things. Um, and I'm thinking like, wow, uh, that's intense. Like, I feel like I kind of want to defend myself or I want to defend some of those people or those beliefs or like, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't believe those things or whatever. (laughs) Right. Right. But I don't. And I want to encourage if you are a therapist and this is happening, don't respond. Don't jump in and don't make it about those issues, because like you said, Nathan, I'm letting my client share and process whatever it is they need to process or get off their chest or work through to get to where they need to be. And the interesting thing happens. It's like, you know, we talked about this on the episode uh, from Young Pueblo about reactions versus uh, observations. And if you interject and you react, then you're just doing the same thing you always do. You're not observing the other person in the room, the client, and getting to know them better like I think you should. Because what I experienced when I did this as a therapist is, first of all, I became a much better listener. I developed a lot of tolerance for like difference of opinion, difference of beliefs and value systems and all those kinds of things. But then I learned that there's a person behind those things and they ultimately usually told me something about themselves of why they believe those things that was core to them. And that's the real issue right there. So if you're talking, if you're a client and you're saying something and I'm like, I disagree, I'm not going to deal with those issues necessarily. I'm going to listen and I'm and I'll ask a question like, oh, why is this so important to you? Or you seem really passionate about this or this seems to really affect you. And that's like digging down into the core of like, why is that to help me see that person better? From an IFS perspective, it's understanding your parts. Internal family systems. <clears throat> yeah, it's understanding your parts. And so. I like that model, as you all, all you little campers might know, but because what's happening in the moment is this temptation, this temptation of reactivity around what, what, what'd you say? What, you know, you gotta, you gotta like, we all have political parts, religious parts Mm -hmm. and all these things. And then those parts can get offended and they feel like you gotta make a stand. But 
who you are has to lead that and who you are is the one that's connected to the other human being in the room. And when, when the person's met in their humanity, like, you know, Hey, you really care about that. You know, you're just, all you're doing is pointing out something in person. Yeah, I do care about this. I, and they might realize, I didn't know that I cared about this this much, but as you mentioned, and I really do like, yeah, you've done a lot of things with that. And I mean, in Portland, you bring up, you bring up the political thing. Culture is a huge part of this. I mean, we are doing, we are practicing therapy in Portland. We see people from every city around the area. I mean, I've, I've got people coming in from the coast and we're like an hour and a half from the ocean. So when politics happen, you might've heard about us on the news. People, it is in the air. I would say most people kind of just are like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, I, I don't want anything. And so in therapy, they don't, they don't want to, to have it be a big part of things, but they're also affected big time by every election. It's like, here we go. And that's it right there. It's uh, you're getting at really you can see in what you just said, Nathan, that it's not really about those issues themselves um, where like a therapist might think like, well, I need to like jump in and I need to like correct them or like I can't let somebody be out in the wild holding that belief or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you can. You actually can. Right. You don't have control over people and it's not your job to change people in that way into what you want them to believe. You can allow them to believe what they believe. And to dig down into the underlying issue of like, oh, this seems to really be affecting you. Let's talk about that. If we can deal with how you're affected, why you're affected, and how that's impacting your life and your choices, then maybe we can affect some positive change. Maybe not necessarily in the direction that I want it to go, but it will be in a healthy direction because I'm helping you with some coping skills or uh, giving you some regulation ability over your own self so that you're less reactive, maybe better communicative, those kinds of things. Those are all good things. You think of it like this. Again, when Aaron brought this up to me, part of where I went was there, there is another person in Portland who has strong opinions on this idea that you need to know what your therapist's beliefs are. And the implication is if they have whatever set of beliefs, I don't even know what this person's coming in, whatever set of beliefs this, that, that your therapist has, will make that therapist defective. They are, they have something and they are problematic. So let's just look at this a little bit. Let's take something really extreme that I think we can all kind of go, okay, that's weird. Like the skinhead group, KKK. Okay, we pretty much all agree, not a good situation. But do you think as a therapist, if I'm sitting across from somebody that's in that group, I am going to get anywhere with trying to argue about values? Like if I, if I had to try to talk about whatever the value set is of this person, meaning like I'm going to come against that, how far is that going to go? Yeah, you're not going to convince somebody who's already convinced of somebody, something else. It's just not going to happen. But if I can connect to their humanity and have a human to human conversation at some point, then maybe they make different decisions. I don't know. Not, it's not my consequences. And maybe, maybe I impact them on a human level. They see my heart. They see how I operate in the world. And they might think, oh, like this person is really like incredible, you know, or this person really operates this way. And I and that's having a really good impact on people or on the world. Or I wish I could be more like that. Or you don't know the, that kind of impact that it can have. It may not be as direct as having the conversation about like or the debate really is what it let's be honest, what mm -hmm. it would be. Right. The debate about the issue. But you're now dealing with two people being humans together and observing each other's lives. And I think that has a tremendous amount of value. Ultimately, I think it's better. It's a better relationship 
and it's better for the relationship to allow differences and disagreements because relationships need to be able to tolerate that. You know, there's this saying out there that goes um, in a relationship, if you and the other person that you're with are the same or the exact same, then one of you is irrelevant. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be that person, right? <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> right. Like, and that's why we have differences, right? It's like, oh, you think differently than I do. Oh, that's interesting. It's the thing that makes people and relationships beautiful and wonderful. And also so incredibly aggravating sometimes <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. In the other side of the coin, in my example, you really do want to find a therapist that is not going to place their values. So like this dude who's out there talking about that actually makes me go like, I would never go to therapy with you because apparently you're going to make it about your values. Uh, that's weird. I'm just going because I am going. I'm trying to figure myself out. Yeah, let me give you another example, too, because I think about this all the time when I will give some suggestions to people. You know, they'll tell me the issue and then I'll say, well, you know, here's some way you might go about it. Specifically, maybe they're talking about an issue with a family member, friend, partner, whatever. And I'll, you know, we're clear on what the issue is and something needs to be said. And I'll say, well, here's the way I might say it or here's a way that you could say it. And I give them that and they're like, OK, thanks. And they come back and they say, well, I didn't do that. I went this other direction. Mm -hmm. They dealt with the issue, but they dealt with it in a different way. I actually really appreciate that because mm -hmm. essentially people are taking what I'm saying as this is how Aaron would do it. Well, and then they're saying, I'm not Aaron. Like, I can't say things the way he says it. I might want to I might like to say some of that in. But I got to translate it for myself in my own life for my own personality and put it in my own language, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so when they're doing that, they're allowing the difference between me and them to exist or my values to be one kind of, or I guess, one color. And then they're taking it and allowing their values to be a different color. And that's great. Right. I do that same thing. And sometimes what will happen is, well, that's fine, but I can't say it as good as you. And I'm like, what I'm sharing with you right now is how your heart could sound. And you can, it's your heart. I mean, you can do what, what you want with it when it comes to, I just am trying to articulate it in a way that you could see how it would sound if you said it. And that doesn't mean I'm saying it the exact right way. Because sometimes I feel like people need to hear like, oh, that I do, I do believe that. I do think that is important. Yeah. Honestly, as a therapist, I have to monitor. I'm not trying to get the person to say it the same way as me. I'm not doing it. Or to that. be like me or do it the way I do it. You're just trying to like, I want you to be authentic and here's my authentic way of saying it. And so then when you, if you're a client, if you're saying it in your authentic way, it sounds natural. It sounds organic. It sounds really believable. In fact, there are so many times when clients can say something that might be difficult or even really challenging or direct, but it's coming from the heart. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. Say that. That's that sounds like you. And they're like, what? I can. I, that's scary to say. And I'm like, yeah, but it sounds very authentic. And when things are authentic, people believe it and they have more, they're more likely to receive it when it's authentic. And full transparency, sometimes in what I will say to a person, because I'll think when I've made whatever statement and they say something like, I can't say it like that, I will kind of check myself and also them to make sure that their value of wherever they're at is the one that's being expressed. So I want to say, is this important to you? Is this something that, it, or am I missing something? 
usually they'll say something like, well, it's important, but I don't know that I want to say anything right now. Okay, you're checking yourself as a therapist to not be placing this on someone so that they have to do it or else they're going to disappoint me, the therapist. It's like then they got all this crap that they're managing and that's not the goal. So there is a constant monitoring for us when we're doing this work. Yeah, the goal really is exactly. It's not it's kind of think developmentally, you know, um, when children are really small, it's like you want to please your parents, you want to do the right thing or whatever. And then there's this period of like. You're exploring the world away from your parents and you're coming back and making sure it's safe. And then eventually you explore and stay away, you know, when you're like a teenager or 20 something. Um, That's ultimately what we want. We want to create a space where it's not just that you're looking for our approval or acceptance. It's that you know that whatever you do, we're still going to be here so you can try things and do things in your own way. And we're like, great, that sounds if it's you, then, you know, it's authentic and we can have these differences or these disagreements and that's still okay because we still accept you. We still care about you. We're still here for you. We'll still help you even though we've got these value differences. So your therapist should care about you ultimately by respecting you, by respecting your viewpoint. That doesn't mean agreement. It just means respecting you, caring for you, which is why they got into this position in the first place. So with that, abruptly yours. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 